Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am thrilled that you are with me today. This is part of our homeschool survival series, and I am so excited to have back with us today, Sonia Schaefer. You probably listened to her interview a few weeks ago. We talked about the five main teaching styles, which are traditional, classical, unit studies, Charlotte Mason, and unschooling. And so if you listen to her talk about that, I'm sure you were encouraged and you might be like I was 12 years ago where I was like, what in the world are these teaching styles and what do they mean and how do I implement them in my homeschool and which one is right for me? And it can be a little bit overwhelming, but the great thing about homeschooling versus a traditional school and kids sitting in a classroom is that you get to do what's best for your family. You do what's best for you as teacher, you as mom, your kids and how they learn and what you enjoy doing as a family. And so there there are so many great benefits to having our kids home with us. And so today we are going to talk about Charlotte Mason, teaching Charlotte Mason, the, what, what that means. Who is Charlotte Mason? What does it mean to use the Charlotte Mason method in your home? And as I was looking at this, I thought there was no better person to talk about this with us than Miss uh, Simply Charlotte Mason herself, Sonia Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> Sonia, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you with me this week. Thanks so much, Yvette. It's good to be back with you. Yeah. So really quickly, um, introduce yourself to us. Oh, before we get to that, I I keep forgetting to do this, but I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. (laughs) CTC Math is a fantastic online math program. If you guys are looking for a math program that will help your kids to understand math in a really fun way, go to ctcmath.com. You will be greatly helped and encouraged by them, ctcmath.com. Sonia, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you with us today. Thanks. It's great to be back with you. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce us to your family, um, what you do, who you are, and we're going to jump into this Charlotte Mason topic this week. Well, I'm glad you specified that I am not Charlotte Mason. That that is something that people need to know. Um, But 25 years ago, she was introduced to me, and that's when I started homeschooling 25 years ago. Uh, That was before the internet. I'll let that sink in. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> um, so as soon as I, I went to a state convention, and that's where someone introduced her to me. And so I just started looking for books that I could find to learn more about her and implementing what I found out over the years with my four children. Um, about 15 years ago, I started putting everything that I could think of that people might be needing to know about Charlotte Mason and her approach on the internet. And that's how simplycharlottemason.com was born, um, along with another family who has been helpful all the way through, getting everything on there that we can and producing resources and just basically two things. I think of Simply Charlotte Mason as a hobby that got out of control. That's that's one thing. But the other thing, our heart is to make available to parents today the resources that we wish we had had yeah. back when we were just starting out as well. So that's kind of a little bit about where we're coming from. I love it. And I love that you call it Simply Charlotte Mason because... It is, homeschooling can be overwhelming. And when you're trying to figure out how to teach multiple kids or even how to teach one child and just putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, it's nice to have simplicity. 
when it comes to homeschooling, right? That we don't need more complex. We have plenty of complex in our, in our world today, (laughs) but simple doesn't mean easy necessarily. Not at all. And it also doesn't mean quick. You know, we, we, we've talked about this so many times. We live in a world where we want things to be very quick and very simple and very easy, but it doesn't mean that homeschooling needs to be that way. As a matter of fact, it can't be, it has to be intentional. We have to really think through the way that we're teaching our kids and teach them to the best of our ability and how they are wired and how we're wired. And so, um, Charlotte Mason is a great approach. I know a lot of people use it. I would love for you to just start out by diving into who Charlotte Mason was and and why. Why I, I know you said you found out about this at a homeschool convention, but what was it about the Charlotte Mason method that grabbed you? I totally agree with you that when we're homeschooling our kids, we've got to keep the long game in view. Yeah. Um, any kind of education is about the long game. So that's so important. And I didn't realize that, did not realize that when I started 25 years ago. But when I went to this convention, they, the person told me about Charlotte Mason. Charlotte Mason was an educator in Britain, Great Britain, who lived um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And she taught school there for many years. She helped to bring about an educational revolution over there with her methods and her philosophy, how she viewed the child and how she thought children should be taught. And then about the 1980s, her original writings were brought over to the US and published here. And they just took off like wildfire, especially throughout the homeschool community. So now there are tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of homeschool families who are using Charlotte Mason's methods and philosophy, not just in homeschool, but there's also several schools across the United States that are using her philosophy and methods as well. What attracted me to it is that there are several aspects of it. One is that Charlotte believed we are educating the whole person. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, our children our whole persons. It's not just a little container you dump facts into and say you're done. Right. We are shaping who they are becoming. That's education taken in the broad sense. And so her philosophy and methods take that whole thing into consideration. It's all about your home life. It's about establishing good habits that will give you smooth and easy days, as well as set up your child for success in life. Yeah. So There are so many aspects of it that just resonated with my heart. Another aspect was that she used literary style books rather than dry textbooks. And I want to talk a little more about that as we get into it today, because sometimes it's not real clear what's the difference. We we bat those terms around sometimes, but those of us, and I'm the same one, you know, went to the school of the yellow bus. Yeah. I'm used to textbooks. That's what I grew up with. What do you mean literary style books? And how can you use those to teach your child? So all of those things played into my decision. I realized that the books I remembered as an adult were the literary style books right. that I had read as a child. If If you asked me what was one of my favorite books from childhood, I would not have listed a textbook. 
Oh, right. <laughs> it, it just doesn't stick in your head. Sure. But the literary style books are the ones who shaped who I was becoming. Yeah. Again, that big view of education. So there were lots of reasons that I wanted to go with her. Another reason was her love for the Lord. It just mm. shines through in all of her writings. And that just really encouraged me as well. I could go on and on, but we'll stop. Oh, there. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You talk about literary style books, and we're going to talk about that this week um, more in depth. But I also, I didn't grow up um, really as a reader. And as an adult, as I read with my girls, it's so much fun because you get to live it together. I mean, it's there, you experience it's like you put yourself into this other world and you get to experience it with your kids, almost like going on a field trip. And it's yeah. so much fun to be able to do that. And I'm a really visual person. So as I read a book, I always have a picture in my head of what I'm reading. You know, I imagine the people and what they might look like and, um, you know, where they are and what their environment looks like. And it's so much fun to be able to do that. And you're right. You don't typically get that from a textbook, though. You know, I, some, I know some people really love textbooks. That's just how they're wired. And that's what works best for their family. But I also am one who I just I really like to experience the things that we are learning. So we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Are you struggling with managing homeschooling your child on a day-to-day -day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool planner that can simplify your homeschooling. With BJU Press Homeschool Hub, you can see your child's work for each day, track grades, and grade assignments all in one organized system. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub can make your experience more manageable and more enjoyable. You can have the resources you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the Hub can improve your homeschooling. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution coach at patriotacademy.com. Again, that's patriotacademy.com. We are back with Sonia, and this is fun. We're talking about Charlotte Mason, who she was. Um, I love that you talk about that she loved the Lord, because of course, that is one of the most important things. That is the most important thing, is pointing our kids towards Christ. And if we can do that in the things that we are teaching them, which we should be doing, that makes the teaching so valuable when we study things according to God's word and according to who he is as our creator, it opens up a whole new world of, of learning and exploring God's universe and his creation and his creativity in this world. And so one way to do that, of course, is through great books. And I know Charlotte Mason is really heavy on the bookend. So let's talk about that. I want to talk about books and how we implement those and what great books are, you know, what are living books, all, all the terms that we hear when we think about Charlotte Mason. Well, as you mentioned earlier before the break, you talked about when you read a literary style book, it's like you're living that along with your child, that it it touches your emotions mm -hmm. and it fires up your imagination. You can see what's happening. And that is why we call them living books, because it makes the subject come alive to you. Right. It's quite different from just a dry textbook. Right. Now, would it help to have an example to, so you sure. can hear a comparison? Sure. I have an example here that I can read to you. Um, 
we'll take the same character in history. Let's talk about Albert Einstein. Okay. All right. First, I want to read to you just one sentence from a book that is written for children. These are both written for children, but this one is from what you would typically hear in a textbook. It goes like this. Einstein was a scientist during the early 1900s and came up with some of the greatest discoveries and theories in science. People referred to him as one of the most intelligent people of the 20th century. Okay? That's basically just the facts, ma'am. Right, right. And that's what most textbooks do. They just give you the facts. Sure. All right. Now, let's take those facts and let's clothe them, if you will, surround them in with literary style wording in a story, something that you can picture in your mind's eye, something that will touch your emotions. Okay. So here's how it would sound in a living book. This is the first few sentences of a living book on okay. Einstein. In 1905, Albert Einstein spent his days in an office in the Swiss city of Bern, working as a patent clerk. He helped inventors fill out their paperwork so they would own their creations and no one else could claim them. He typed out the forms and filed them in their proper places, chatted with his friend in the office next door, and ate his simple lunch every day at his desk. But all the while he was doing these normal, homely deeds, his mind was somewhere else. He might be typing or chatting or eating, but he was thinking about light and time. Do you totally see the different. difference in the oh, style? Yes. yes. Yeah, it, it brings you into a movie. <laughs> yes, the movie exactly. that goes on in my head. <laughs> That's firing your imagination. Yes. yes. And Charlotte believed that imagination was mm -hmm. a habit that we needed to help our children cultivate, uh, as in being able to picture what someone is describing to you. Mm -hmm. Right. To, to capture that picture in your mind's eye. So that's uh, another reason to use the literary style books. They just, they stick with you. That, right. that story, I mean, think about when Jesus did his teaching, he mm -hmm. used parables so often because stories right. stick with people. Yes. So yes. that's another great reason to use the living books. Okay, so now I need to know what book were you just reading from? Not the textbook, <laughs> but what what was the the living book that you were reading? The from? living book I was reading from is one that we published called Stories of the Nations. Oh, this one okay. is volume two. Okay, yeah, Stories of the Nations. Stories of the Nations, volume two. I have my bookmark here uh, okay. for that chapter on Einstein. You'll okay. want to go through and read the rest of the chapter. Okay. Yes. I, I'll put that link in the show notes. You're welcome, was, audience, for asking that, that question. <laughs> first couple of paragraphs at all, but there's much more to the story and you'd enjoy it. Yeah, that's exciting. So let's talk a little bit more about living books. Um, and, and you mentioned earlier, you were talking about setting our kids up for success in life, right? Mm -hmm. How do we, how, how do you connect those two together? How do living books sitting and reading with our kids and having them experience a book with us, how does that correlate to them as children growing into young adults who then grow into adults who will be successful? And when I say successful, I think our audience knows me well enough to know, I don't mean success in that you make a ton of money, you have high you know, educational degrees and you have a big house and fancy cars and nice vacations. That's not success to me. I, I couldn't care less about those things. 
by success, I mean, what are you doing to serve the Lord? What are you doing to impact his kingdom? That is what success is in the Hampton family. So how do you take those living books and connect them with our children growing up to be successful? It's a great question. So much of telling a person's story involves their character and the decisions they made and what they felt along the way and the struggles that they overcame or did not overcome. Mm -hmm. And so the living books not only give you the information like the dry facts textbook would, but it gives it to you in such a way that you are learning about choices and their consequences. You are learning about using your will and mm-hmm. your reason correctly and and for the glory of God. And you learn that, you know, people are not all good or all bad. A lot of times the person is a combination of both. Yeah. And so you view your fellow man differently and you learn that they have the same emotions you do a lot of mm-hmm. times, or maybe their emotions are a little different, but they're going through emotions that you might never have thought of. So it, it very much shapes that child to look in, in how he views other people yep. and in how he learns to make good decisions for himself along the way, that just the dry facts don't include those things. Yeah. Okay. This is so interesting. I just was having a conversation with my girls a couple weeks ago. We were talking about if then scenarios. I don't know if you've done this with your kids, but we, I said, okay, let's talk about some negative if thens. And so I said, if you don't put gas in your car, then, and then I made them answer and they said, then you would run out of gas and your car would stall and you couldn't drive. Yes. If you don't eat healthy, then, and they finish the sentence, you know, then you would be sick. You might not live as long, you know, things like that. If you clean your bedroom and do, you know, your chores, then we might get to go play with our friends or go to the park or go to, you know, and so there's all these if then scenarios. And then you turn it on its face and you do the positives, right? If you eat a healthy diet, then you will probably feel pretty good and, you know, live a long, healthy life. If you, if you put gas in your car, then you can drive and get to where you need to go. And as we're thinking about books and good stories and good literature, I, I'm, I've realized that putting it in that context for my girls, everything that we do in life is an if-then scenario, right? If you brush your teeth, you will keep your teeth and you will have good breath. If you don't, you're going to have stinky breath and no one's going to want to be around you. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are just so many things. And so when you look at good books and good literature, we get to learn the if-thens of other people and how they've lived, right? Because yes. we yes. see you talk about choices um, and consequences. And so if we make good choices, then we will not suffer the consequences of our sin. We're, st- we're still going to have you know, we still live in a sinful world. So we're still going to have pain, but it's a different kind of pain than the pain that comes from the consequences of our sin. Exactly. I mean, what you reap, what you sow. Right. And Charlotte believed that the ultimate um, exercise of being a person Mm -hmm. is that as ideas come to your mind and are presented to you from everything around you, Ideas are constantly bombarding us. Yes. As the ideas approach, you, your will greets them at the door 
and decides whether that idea will be let in to influence your thinking and behavior Mm -hmm. or whether it will be rejected. So all of this training, if you will, all of these stories, all of seeing other people as whole people and what they and the decisions they made and the consequences that they experienced and, and their character, that all goes to informing and helping you set up that filter at right. the door of your mind and heart. And Will doesn't act alone. He's got conscience and reason as his advisors to help yes. him at the door. And so it's also instructing the conscience mm-hmm. and helping your reason to be exercised as well. So it all goes into setting that child up for success as an adult. Yeah. It's so exciting. I love I love good literature. I love good books that teach our kids something without them even realizing that they're learning something. Yeah. Because a lot we of can times, give them a, t- a checklist and say, here's exactly. what we want you to accomplish. But it doesn't work that way when, when we're teaching through books, right? Right. And a lot of times, if you sit your child down and start preaching at them, mm-hmm. you know, this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't do and blah, blah, blah. It's just human nature to push back against that being preached at. But somehow there is, it's almost like, Charlotte called it, it's almost like padding. Mm -hmm. When you read it in a book and it's happening to someone else, Mm -hmm. then they accept those lessons personally through that medium of the literary book. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. What a beautiful way to teach. We are out of time for this episode. We're going to come back on Wednesday, but I want to ask really quickly before we end, do you have a book list? I'm sure you do um, oh, on your website. You've got lists. lots of book lists that people can, yeah. can resource and find, figure out what books they can read with their kids. Yeah. If you go to simplycharlottemason.com and look at our curriculum guide, we've got book lists for different eras in history, for literature, for science, uh, just all kinds. And we also have something called a book finder that is a database oh, okay. you can go in and search for things and it'll it'll bring all of these suggested books up for you so oh, yeah plenty of good like literary library style there yeah <laughs> so cool <laughs> very cool well we will put those links in the show notes simply charlottemason.com is your website um, yes. you guys this is so exciting i hope you will go visit simply charlottemason.com she has tons of resources on there um, go find a good book list and and figure out you know what what books you might enjoy reading with your kids, but it goes so much further than that. So we're going to talk much deeper about Charlotte Mason on Wednesday. Thank you guys for joining us. If you've not yet watched Schoolhouse Rocked, go watch it, schoolhouserocked.com. You can stream it. You can purchase the DVD. Everything is available now. It's really easy to find, really easy to watch. Invite your friends over, have a watch party, and be encouraged by the movie. It is truly changing lives. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Sonia, for being with me today. And we will be back with you on Wednesday. Have a great day. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.